Hey everyone, my name's Adrian. My name's Aaron. Welcome back to To Teach One, the health and wellness podcast that aims to empower you by improving your awareness of your mental, social, and physical being through shared experience. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with us. Thank you for investing in yourself. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen and join our community on Facebook and on Instagram at To Teach One. That's T-W-O-T-A-C-H-O-N-E. And on our website at www.toteachone.com. And that's www, the number two, T-E-A-C-H, the number one, dot com. To teach one. That's right. Today's guest is a nail artist who is currently working on making a career change into the media field. She's here to talk about her experience balancing being a single mother and undergoing cancer treatment. You can reach her at LizMartinez3890 on Instagram or you can send her a message via our website, and that's at www.toteachone.com. Welcome to the podcast, Liz. Hello. Thank you for having me. Like you said, I'm Liz Martinez, and this is my first guest speaking spot on a podcast, so it's I'm excited. Yeah, fantastic. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you. we're happy to have you, Yeah, and we're very honored that it's, it's your first time. Uh, it's a very... Mm, well, I guess I've never been. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have. I did the radio thing. But yeah. by then, I'd already been doing this, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Mm, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I got, I, you know, I had an advantage then. But I can imagine it's a little bit nerve-wracking nerve and, you know, some of those things. But yeah. you're a pro at this. Well, you've yeah. been in school. You're, I got you're, this. Yeah, yeah you're good. in media school, you I'm know, good. in front of the camera. Shoot. You know, all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got this. You got this. <laughs> huh? You've probably done way harder things. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Like having kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that counts. That would probably that would probably count, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Man. That, that's up there. Yeah, definitely. Well and then raising them, right? Yeah. Like, that right, part too. right, right. Because <laughs> like I think you've like kept one properly fed and alive for over a decade. Is mm-hmm. that, it's like I was that's just an accomplishment. you know, reminding myself of that the other day. I was like, Wow. I mean, he's still here and he's 15, so I guess I'm doing something right. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the other one's eight, so we're still still kicking. I still got him. So that's good. <laughs> he's 15. It's Friday. He's not out on, you know, out there on the town, you know, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. He's, you know, right. at home rebuilding his computer. Yeah, you're winning. You're doing, yeah. you're doing, you're winning. You're doing all right. You're doing he's good. He's kind of a homebody for sure. It's my daughter. She's the one that's going to be, she's a social butterfly. She's my mini me, like literally. So I'm going to have to watch her. She'll be the one wearing different clothes to school and having a change in her backpack or something. You know, oh, like, yeah, yeah. She's going to be my testy one. But she's awesome. I love her. <laughs> oh, man. man, kids. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking to myself, I always thought to myself, my first kid is probably going to be a girl. Because hmm. our family is just dominated by women. Ah, like all yeah. the guys, we really have to like, you know, watch out for each other. <laughs> we have all girls. It's my sisters. Uh, there's four of us. One passed away five years ago, but... Um, and then she had three girls. And so we thought for sure when I got pregnant that I was going to have a girl, like we thought we were like cursed, like that we weren't going to have any boys. And then I had the first boy, which is my son. So I named him after my dad. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then we have, now we have three more boys. My sisters have boys. So, so now we're kind of, 
I guess even a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And so like, so you've got all these things going on and you just recently got, went into uh, doing media. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're yeah, in media school currently. Yep. I started school um, in October for media uh, at the Colorado Media and Broadcasting School, um, which is in Belmar. And I absolutely love it. I also, I do nails. I've been doing nails for about seven years. I had a salon. I've done, I sold that. I've done shows, fashion shows. I did New York Fashion Week two times. And I love, I love the creativity. I love doing nails still, but there was just something more calling me. So um, that's, that's why I decided to take that jump. Yeah, you know, shout out to the people at Colorado Media School because mm-hmm. they were super welcoming to us. You know, oh, I went yeah. to talk to them because obviously, you know, we're in the media space and we want to reach out to other people um, that are interested in what we're doing and partner up with them and, you know, get some stuff done. And They're so awesome over there. Everybody yeah. is so, the, the vibe is great over there. The attitude, the positivity, the instructors, everything. It's it's awesome. Yeah, they were really, they, you know, you've spoken really high highly of them and you know they were great to us as well yeah so Good. you know shout out to them yeah for sure yeah no doubt yeah especially uh you know what was that guy's name brandon brandon, brandon. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, the whiz man yeah. if, he, if he hears this man please tell him to i will yeah. tell him we gave him a shout out i man. will tell him we we're super impressed yeah he knows his stuff you can tell <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he's does. really excited about his, his work and i love meeting people like that yeah. yes yeah you know yeah yeah it's always exciting to meet people who are excited about what they do yeah mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, they want to share that with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to to finish out and see where it goes. Nice. Yeah. So to add on to that, you know, so uh, when I first, when we started talking about you coming on to do this episode, I was like, man, I looked at your Instagram and you had contacted us because we came and did a talk over at this school. Mm-hmm. And um, you said, you were, hey, I'm interested in what you guys are doing. Like, you know, let's talk and see if we can do something together. And I was super excited about that. But when I started looking at your Instagram and stuff, I was like, wow, something, there's something else going on here. And <laughs> she's a very, very, I wouldn't say impressive, just so resilient, you know, like this, just you're, you're a fighter, you know, and yeah. you just keep positive, you know, regardless of what's going on. And I just really like that. And I wanted to, you know, find out a little bit more about what's going on, you know, in your life. So Well, thank you. Yeah, positivity is definitely something that I I try to live by. Um, I try to take the good out of any situation. It's not always like that. We all have our days. Um, After doing nails uh, for New York Fashion Week in this past February, I came back and had a, a... appointment with the dermatologist to get a mole removed and when I got it removed it got um, biopsied and it came back positive for melanoma and then um, right there kind of my whole world changed and I I wasn't as positive I've not always been a positive person I think that that's something that I had to work on because there was just a lot of things that had happened um, early on in life that you know, kind of made me angry at the world. And then I realized it. And, and that's where I slowly started making that change and, and getting cancer kind of put me in a state of, I mean, obviously a roller coaster of emotions. Depression was definitely one of them. So I kind of was down for a little bit. I, I had to get, I found out I had to have surgery to get the melanoma removed. So I think in that 
in that time I was, I was having a hard time being positive for sure. I was down. And then after surgery, you know, I kind of, I started to kind of lift myself up a little bit or actually right before surgery, I started to lift myself up a little bit. And that's when I decided to even put it on my social media. No one even knew what I was, you know, except for my close family and stuff, what was going on. Um, and I figured at that point, actually the weekend before surgery that I was just gonna, you know, put it out there and spread the the word and try to touch people and let people know, you know, to get their moles checked or to be wearing sunscreen. And, and so from that point on, I've kind of um, got myself back, kind of slap myself in the face and, you know, get it together and, and keep pushing and stay positive. And, you know, that's something I've always tried to, to live by after I finally got to that point. So, so now, now I'm here <laughs> getting the word out. <laughs> so, um, melanoma, just for those people who don't know what it is, right. Uh, give us an idea of what that is and, you know, anything else we need to know. So melanoma is skin cancer. Um, there are different forms that it can come in. It can come with moles. It can come from tanning beds. Um, and I have, a, you know, a lot of moles and a lot of beauty marks. And it's probably something that I should have been getting checked out a lot earlier on. Um, I think that a lot of people don't realize how important it is because, you know, you look at yourself every day, you've got your freckles, your moles. It's not, you know, it's not a lot of people don't pay attention to if they change in size, diameter, you know, color. Um, and those are all things that you have to pay attention to because that does, it causes skin cancer. Hmm. And I think I kind of had a mixture of all three. I used the tanning bed since I was in high school. I was in the sun a lot without sunscreen a lot of times. And, you know, I have, I, I kind of had a little bit of everything. So that's, that's what what happened? I ended up getting skin cancer. Mm -hmm. They removed the skin cancer and then they took lymph nodes out of my armpit to test those for cancer. And those came back positive. So that's still a form. So now I'm in stage three melanoma, even though they got all of the actual skin cancer from where it was right. um, on my left side, it's, it traveled to my, my lymph nodes. So it's still skin cancer, but it's, you know, now we're in, in just kind of another stage right. of it. So um, with that being said, then we had to take the steps necessary to start treatment and check out options, um, which cons consisted of a lot of testing, blood work, a lot of doctor's appointments. Um, they had to test my lymph nodes to see if I had this certain gene, which is called the BRAF gene. And I do have that. And it's a gene that causes the cancer to spread quicker. But because I had that, I had the option of chemo infusions or chemo pills, which is a newer form of chemo. Um, so it's still kind of being checked out, watched, uh, it's a study basically, you mm -hmm. know, and, and it's been used for a while, but it's still in that process of being, you know, a completed FDA full on approved chemo treatment. Right. 
So, um, so that's what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm on chemo pills and it's a year long. I started in June and, um, and the journey has been, been interesting. It definitely has, it, it flipped my world around a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I look at you, I do not see any sign of that. I mean, you know, you're so bright eyed, you know, you look healthy, you look really, you know, you look great, you know, and people, I guess, expect something, right? You know, it's just like how we talk about, you know, recovery and, you know, all these different things. People go off of what they see in movies, unless you have someone really close to you Mm -hmm. and you see what that could be like, you have expectations. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, it's it's so interesting. I'm sitting across from you. Even when I was looking at your Instagram, I'm like, wait, what's going on? Because I, I guess I, I had some kind of idea. Like, if you're undergoing all this treatment, like, you know, how you're not bedridden and, you know, all of these things. And so, you know, just having said that, what has your experience been, you know, with, uh, you know, undergoing that treatment? So I started in June, um, June 3rd, mm-hmm. and it started with... Uh, I started on the full dose, which consisted of, um, four pills in the morning and eight pills at night. Um, and within a week and a half, I was super, super sick. I was bedridden pretty much. I got really sick in the third week, it was actually my 35th birthday. It was that whole week. I couldn't move. I felt like I, it felt like the flu times a hundred, like the body aches and the joint pain. And I couldn't sleep because anywhere I moved, I mean, it was like in my hips. It was just, it was all over. It was so painful. I ended up having to go in and they had to give me, I was like lethargic. I couldn't even, it, it was, it was bad. So then they lowered my dose. And during that time, it's, you know, a little bit of that depression hits again. It's, I can't, you know, my son had to stay with my sisters. My daughter was with her dad. I stayed with a friend basically to to not let the kids kind of see me like that, you know? And so, but with that, you kind of think, you know, it's not like you're worthless or, or but you're helpless, you know? There's nothing that you can do. And then my daughter, you know, came over and she was there for a couple of days when I was really sick. And I just, I felt like crap because I couldn't, I couldn't even get up and, you know, make her food and someone else had to like take care of her for me. And I just, with that, you know, I couldn't work. I didn't, I had, I pretty much haven't worked much since I got the cancer, just been starting to get back into things, you know, within the past three, three or four months but throughout the summer, I was just, we lowered my dose and then I started to do a little bit better, but I still had, I mean, I was so tired and I just, I had more bad days than good. Like I said, up until about like three or four months ago. And that was, I mean, there's nothing that you can really do. So I just, I was very emotional. I cried a lot and I'm such a go, go, go person. And I, you know, I just, I'm a go-getter, I'm a hustler, I'm a mother, I'm, you know, and I just, I literally, it just, it put me on my ass. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. There was just, and then I felt, you know, there was times where there was, 
you know, events going on or something important and I would want to go and I'd be like, okay, I can do it. I can get through the day. And then, you know, the end it's halfway through the day and I'm like, I, I, sorry, I can't, you know? And yeah. so I just feel like I missed out on a lot, but it was also good because I, I thought about a lot. I thought about life a lot. I thought about my kids. I thought about what I want to do, which is why, you know, I took that jump in the media and, and broadcasting school. And so I guess, like I said, I try to take the good out of it all, but it was, it's definitely a struggle. And I think that that's the one thing, you know, you don't see what happens behind closed doors and it's really easy to judge a book by its cover. And it's not always, you know, rainbows and sunshine. <laughs> don't forget unicorns. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I, how could I i mean I, of course that's like my daughter's favorite thing you know Lauren's like yeah, forget that <laughs> <laughs> I, I do wish that unicorns actually existed i know it's a little bit off topic but wouldn't that be really cool yes i think yeah. that would be awesome i would yeah. definitely have one yeah but i have this whole theory right so we did this everyone talks about mermaids and then i found mm -hmm. out that mermaids were horrible hideous creatures right i mean yeah in, in actual yeah you don't know the story i watched i saw something on this they even actually um they they alluded to it they show this scene in one of the pirates of the caribbean movies where these mermaids would lure you know the men the oh sailors the sirens in. yeah the, the sirens. exactly yeah, yeah. exactly and so you know what about unicorns maybe they're not these you know like you know glittery uh, things maybe those way. do yeah. maybe they used to just go roam the lands impaling animals and man <laughs> men alike you know, we'll, we'll never know right? you know yeah we'll, we'll never know. we'll never know yeah anyway that's completely off topic though no, but That's that's an inspiring story because it is like Adrian said. We would not had you not told me that I never would have guessed that. But we each have some experience with um, close family members who've had cancer, <clears throat> and my mother, uh, different kind of cancer, but she also had to do chemotherapy. Of course, it was the infusions, mm -hmm. and so we spent so much time going back and forth to doctors' offices. Like I had to quit my job, and and she, you know, they finally got the dose um worked out to where she didn't feel awful but at the beginning it was it was it's hard it is it I, is and the side effects like i mean it's the things that that people you know don't talk about like you i had to go to the bathroom like every i don't know how many times you yeah. know whether I, and i didn't throw up as much but i had to go to the bathroom like my stomach it was just it couldn't handle yeah all of that you know and so it would be like i would make try to do something and i'm like well i, I promise I, i was gonna come over and visit but yeah you don't want to i can't get out of the bathroom you know yeah. like and that's and all like that's honesty you know yeah. you can't between that and you know i got rashes really bad all over my legs and my arms and my chest and um since they took the lymph nodes out of the left side you know that causes the left side i have to be even more careful like i went to the pool at the end of the summer i actually had a good day and it was the first day that i was able to like go be with all the kids and my sister and yeah. went to the pool Of course, I sat in the shade and I had my big hat. I bought a bunch of hats. <laughs> and I opened the door to go into like the community center and it had barely cut my left foot and it 
popped up and looked like a golf ball was in my foot. And it was just a scratch. Like, it happened within seconds. Like, even the people that were behind the desk, they were like, oh, my God, are you okay? Like, it was – and it freaked me out. And I'm – at that point, it's like, oh, my God, what do I do? You know, I'm, like, calling my nurse. I'm calling my doctor and freaking out because I had never seen anything like that happen. So, you know, it's just little things. I mean, I had – a, a, something for every little side effect take this for your stomach and take this for your rashes or now we're sending this and there's a cream and then the cream made it worse i was oh, allergic yeah. to the cream and it's like you know and those are all the little things that you know i have red bumps all over my legs right now and but it's like you know, and now i'm just taking the medicine i'm not taking any more of the whatever stuff they're giving or they want me to take for the side effects. So I'm just like, you know, I get breakouts, I get this. And now I'm just kind of in a point where it is what it is. Like I'm going to be however I'm going to be, you know, and I, I mean, I have to take care of myself and, and it's cancer is, is a shitty thing. You know, it's a terrible thing, but it's almost like it was kind of a blessing in disguise for me because it just really, it it opened my eyes. It hum. It was like a reality check, you know. It yeah. humbled me back to where, not that I, I've always been a humble person, but it's it, it definitely humbles you. You know, it's really crazy. Like even my skin, like the pigmentation, just from from tanning and from being out in the sun, and then just not doing any of that. Like my skin, like the color and the like, it just seemed like my skin was getting rid of all of that also. And I could see that change and it's just, you know, you don't feel very attractive when that happens and your skin color is changing and it's, it's insane, but it, it it definitely humbles you and it makes you look at things, you know, or hopefully anybody that is going through that, you know, can try to see the, the good or, or, or be humbled by, by the situation, you know, and take something from that instead of just being so down on it. Cause it's really easy to just get mad and, Oh, well I look at how I look and, and, and it's, it's really easy to do that and fall out of that, that somewhat positive or trying to keep a positive attitude realm, you know? Sure. Yeah. Well, and like you said earlier, like it was that when you had, changed like because you said you used to be somewhat more of an angry person when we were talking was that the catalyst or had that happened before this that had happened before um when i was like in my 20s um early 20s when i was you know 19 20 21 i was um angry about a lot of things and i got into a lot of fights and i um I partied a lot and I, I coped with with drugs and alcohol and it just made me an angry person. So yeah. that's um, something I had to change also. You know, yeah. I had to kind of, and it's been a process and it's still a process. I'll continue to, to work on myself. Every year I try to give myself one specific thing that I'm going to work on. And it's kind of like a, a new year's resolution, but it doesn't come necessarily when new year's is. It's like, this is something that needs to start being worked on. And yeah. then you just add that to, to the list. Yeah. And I asked that question cause I had a similar situation. Like there was a time 
in my life. Like people who know me now have no idea right how I used to be. Right. And they're like, no, you're so nice and you're polite. And I'm like, now. But there was a time in my 20s I was not a nice person. I was not. I just, and I didn't want to let anybody in. I wasn't open. So then I was just, came off as a, you know, like a stuck up, you know, yeah. and it's just, and now I'm, you know, I try to, Anybody I, I encounter, I try to smile and say, you know, thank you or have a good day or, and it's just those tiny things can change an entire oh, sure. out, yeah. outlook on everything, you know, and it's just, even for someone else, like, you know, the person working at the gas station, they're, you can tell they're yeah hating their job and, and everything else going in on it. And it takes two seconds to take an extra, you know, you know what, have a good day or just smile or, yeah. And, and it really does make a difference. And I think in my process of changing that, I've gotten um, a lot back from it. You know, I feel like I attract the same kind of people now, you know, that are positive yeah. and, and trying to be happy. And, and I need to just continue to, to do that and surround myself with people that are, are in that same mindset. And if, if you're not, I'm sorry, but I got yeah. to keep going. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's fantastic that you've been able to to keep that attitude even with uh, the significant challenges that you're facing currently. Yeah, because you radiate that positive, fun energy, which is great, right? Yeah. And, and I, I totally agree because I think that, you know, while cancer is significantly more, I would say, dramatic, you know, than dealing with, I know, um, myself having to deal with, uh, recovery, right. Mm -hmm. The battle with addiction. But I think, you know, just facing that moment where you're like, I could, this could go one of two ways, right. And I could hate the, you know, hate what's going on or just accept the reality of this situation and grow. Yeah. I mean, I think addiction, it's, it's, it's not the same battle, but it's it, the struggle is real. The you know? struggle is it, real. It's yeah. in in both of those. Yeah. Um, and I think because I've done the sober thing and quit everything, and and it 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 can mentally. It, I mean, I yeah. was probably in the same mindset when I had quit everything that I kind of had that same depression and mindset going on when I was going through what, when I was finding things out and, or not knowing what was going to be happening next, you know, yeah. it was kind of put, it kind of was the same feeling, you know, you just, you don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, definitely a challenge. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I, this positive mindset that you're in, I, it obviously has such a big role to play in your recovery also, right? Yeah. Because, you know, if you just completely give up and decide to, you know, just let depression take over and all of all other negative things, right? Which is so easy right. to do. The body follows, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah, I've heard plenty of stories of, you know, so my, uh, my Aunt Emma, um, one of her friends in Spain, um, this guy's name's Lars, so he rides... Man, he's such just he's just one of those dudes, just likes his road bike, okay, just living life, you know, in Europe, in Spain, just, you know, doing his thing, living his best life. And so then at some point they diagnose him with some kind of cancer and they're like, okay, cool. So we're going to start you on this, 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 and this. And he was just like, nah, I'm good, you know, and he literally just decided to take a lifestyle approach where he changed some things that he was doing, continued like double down on all of the positive and uplifting things in his life. 
and he's still walking the earth today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and obviously not everyone, you know, can take that route, you know, depending on when your cancer is, you know, discovered, you know, it can be like super rough, right? Just mm-hmm. depends on where you're at. Um but he that's what he did, you know, and he's living uh, you know his best life to this day. And so I definitely think, you know, just listening to you, being around you, I can't see how that hasn't, you know, played a role. Sure. Yeah, that definitely um I don't know. I guess I, I, I've just become a lot more open-minded and humble, and I think it just takes too much energy to be negative and down. And right. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not bubbly and happy every second of the day. You know, I'm just like everybody else, and and I have my moments. And there's still some days where I'm just, you know, I don't want to give up, but. I definitely don't know if I can handle everything. And then I, you know, you just, you have to find that, that thing for yourself that, you know, that moment or a few moments and, and kind of get yourself together. I always tell myself, get your life together. It's going to be fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's, you know, that's a struggle too sometimes. You know, yeah, I can only imagine. And so speaking of struggles, right? So you've talked about how you got in, you know, you dealt with addiction and, you know, that was a journey of its own. And then, you know, here comes your di- your diagnosis and you don't want to take these meds because they're giving you all these really, mm. really harsh, you know, harsh uh, uh, symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. And so you decided to go the natural way uh, the natural path right you know to do the naturopath thing so before i started um treatment i had already been a pretty natural um like my kids you know we do home remedies and or i give them like elderberry or i give them you know certain types of vitamins that are all natural and i've always done that for myself um i think that's maybe what helped me be able to even be at this point where I am right now with the treatment um, and being okay and feeling okay. Um, But yeah, at first I was taking all these other little things for the side effects and um, prednisone is one of the main things, which is a steroid. And then, but I, I, your body can become reliant on it. And I'm, I decided to just quit taking everything for the side effects. So I just take my medicine now and um, it's been okay so far. It's, it's a newer, I just quit. I haven't been taking everything. The last thing I quit taking was the prednisone and I haven't been taking, I haven't taken that now for like three weeks, two, maybe two and a half weeks. I have noticed that my appetite has gone completely downhill because the steroid does help you stay hungry Um, so that's the one thing that I'm kind of battling with right now, but for the most part, everything's going okay. You know, I got a little rash on my legs, but it's cold and it's, I can cover that up. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not worried about it. (laughs) And when it comes to the hunger, um, the extravaganza that's uh, in the future should help uh, with that just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get, 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 get all that, the, those delicious calories in. Mm, yeah. Eggs and butter and 
<laughs> all kinds. Everything you can think of is in the extravagant. It's extravagant. Yeah. It's I mean, extravagant. they looked at it and they're like, what mm-hmm. else should we call it? That yeah. might be too much for me. But, you know, I can do some <laughs> eggs and some some things. <laughs> right, yeah. they got a, what's cool about the diner is they got, like, all kinds of stuff. So whatever, like, you want some meatloaf, they got it. You want some uh, chicken tortilla soup, they got See, it. I lived in Jersey for a few months, and... That is the one thing that I miss about Jersey is there's like good diners on like yeah. every other street and it's all even you order like to go takeout or delivery and it's like amazing Italian mm. and like oh, I mm-hmm. miss that. But oh, they yeah. didn't have no Mexican restaurants in Green Chili. Mm. So I was like, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> get back out west um this isn't gonna work for me (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm gonna digress here in a sec but in jersey there's a a part of town called um the iron bound okay and that's where like literally it's like it's it's almost like an invisible wall as soon as you cross over from um newark Mm -hmm. okay like in when you're in newark as soon as you cross yeah i was in woodbridge Okay, mm-hmm. so there's, there's this part of town over by where they have, like, I think they just hosted, I forget what, it's like one of uh, the arena where they host, like, you know, all these, like, they just had the MTVs the there this year and all this, but as soon as, not here, oh, okay. but as soon as you cross over, right, over where the bus and the train station, mm-hmm. uh, tra- train station is, it's called the Ironbound. And I was there, and we went to this place and had an amazing like. That's where all the the Latino folks, Mexican folks, that's so oh. everyone, mm-hmm. everyone is over there. Man, there's some good food. Really? So next time you go back to Jersey, hit the Ironbound. Probably yeah. won't go back there unless I have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no one's crazy about Jersey. I, I met know. some pretty cool people when I was there, though. I worked at a restaurant called Cheeseburger in Paradise, and I met some really cool people there. Cheeseburger nice. cool. in Paradise. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. I know, right? So good. Great I want to eat that. <laughs> yeah, I think they closed a bunch of them. Oh. Um, what's his name? Buffett. Uh, Jimmy Buffett owns them. Really? Yeah. Is he the one that does the song? Margaritaville. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Margaritaville. <laughs> Cheeseburger in Paradise. It sounds like there's a theme going on here. So, <laughs> so let's digress a little bit, right? So, so yeah. So now you're not taking any of that stuff, yeah. right? But you have to manage symptoms somehow, right? So I take CBD. Mm-hmm. Is that something yes. that you know? You, you, I participate very much in CBD. Yeah, that stuff is amazing. Mm-hmm. Actually, they've done studies and they're finding out now that most of the best, you know, benefits of you know marijuana as a whole are in CBD. And that, you know, the THC, you know, just comes along for the psychoactive, you know, the fun, mm-hmm. you know. That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, the THC part, I, I use uh, like a pen that has CBD and THC. And mm-hmm. there's actually, like if you get into the terpenes and, right. and really specific type right. things, I kind of look more for that and look for things that are going to be, you know, not an appetite suppressant right. and, yeah. some, and right. things like that. So. Um, or even like a, a sativa, like I only will mess with sativa because I still, you know, I get tired and I, yeah, and I right. have my moments where I'm just like, uh, so that helps. I mean, that's, that's yeah. pretty much everything else I use other than, it's than really, just my medicine. Yeah. 
and it's it, that's a great way to manage so many differences so many anti-inflammatory it boosts yeah i, I've heard, I mean it's so many amazing. things and yeah. those are the things i look for when i'm yeah. when i'm purchasing anything like that yeah i'm using a full spectrum cbd um oil right now mm-hmm. um that it's actually so it's 500 milligrams so that means it, and most companies don't make that specific mm-hmm. uh um dosage mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, just kind of like melatonin, mm-hmm. they're thinking, or some of the people, I know someone who's in that business, right? And right. they were using that 500 milligrams. And they were like, you know what? I feel like it's the melatonin thing where there's like a sweet spot, milligram, like dosage-wise, where it just feels like it's really, really effective. Right. You know? And so, yeah, I know what you're talking The terpene thing, that's that threw yeah. me off because well, no. the taste, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in recovery. So when I tasted it, I was like, ah. kind of freaked oh, out at yeah. first. I was like, oh, my God. I have weed in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I really was. I had a moment. Because it really is similar. And now they have those, um, they're like hemp, like, I mean, it looks like a joint, but it's all hemp. Like, it's all hemp. Right, right. it's just. And you can smoke it. And it really, I mean, it kind of mellows you out and gets your, it's crazy, but it is very similar and it, it smells really similar. So I could yeah. see how you would be freaking out a little bit. Yeah. Well, I know I was doing some research too, because I haven't jumped on the CBD bandwagon for that specific reason, right? Because I keep, every time I think about it, my brain goes to a different place and I'm like, not yet, not ready. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I've done some research and like you were talking about the terpenes, like the CBD isn't the only one. So they're like this one company that I was looking at, they do the CBD oil, but they also do like all the other stuff that's in there that doesn't get you high, mm-hmm. but is in like if you were to smoke a joint, you would be getting these other, like there's other terpenes, I think is yeah. the term, mm-hmm. you know, and people have had some very beneficial, you know, positive things from that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, and when you think about it, this is a drug that people have been using effectively to treat pain and other things for like a thousand years. We know how safe it is. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. And then, you know, in the high part, that is something that if you think back in the day when they didn't, when they, it, it's become so much more refined. Like we've gotten really good at growing it and they can increase the THC levels to like in their 20s. But when you, if you were to just find it naturally, when you would smoke it, sure, you would get somewhat of that um, psychoactive effect. But we're talking much lower percentages of THC oh, yeah, in the sure. natural, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 We're the ones who did that, man. We're yeah. like, yeah, let's see how far we can take this. Right, and, yeah. And now, currently, I remember when I first moved back to Denver, there were, like, the whole medical marijuana thing had just gotten here, right? And so the quality of weed in this, in the Denver metro area had gone up like crazy, right? And so I'm riding down the street with one of my buddies and we're smoking this joint. And... I, this was obviously before I got sober, right? I'd just gotten back before I went into rehab. And so we're riding down the street and we're smoking this joint. And I'm like three hits in. I'm like, what is in this, man? Like, what? what's the <laughs> yeah. point? Like, I need to go home right, right now. Yeah. Whatever I'm we're sweating. doing. <laughs> like, dude, this is I, crazy, you I, know? I started working at a dispensary when all of that was happening. And yeah. it was... I mean, and I didn't even, I didn't smoke then. So I would be getting all this free this and free that. But I had, I get migraines really bad. And Mm. I had had a migraine one day at work and they're like, you smoke this, like it'll help. And I mean, it helped, but 
it was strong. I like I remember how strong. Now it's kind of like, uh, okay, well, I mean, it's strong, but it's not like right. when it first. It was so. Oh, oh my yeah, gosh, right. this is right. not swag. <laughs> no oregano here. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah. yeah, like growing up in Texas when I did in the nineties, like. We didn't like we didn't know swag existed, right? Because that was just what weed was, right? You had to pick the stems mm-hmm, on, and that was mm-hmm. like seeds. <laughs> a lot of it was bricked, but that was just it was just weed. Like that's what it was. Yeah. And then I'll never forget going because I guess Florida was a little bit more advanced than Texas at the time. And I had a friend who went to Florida, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, the weed's different." And I'm like, "Weed's weed. I'm cool. Whatever." And so I go visit him in college, and and I smoke a little bit. And I don't know, they they were like, Aaron. And I'm like, yeah, what's, what's going on? And they're like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, why? Like, because uh, you've been like staring at the TV for an hour now. And I'm like, an hour? I just took... I just did that. They're like, no, that was that was like an hour. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I was just like really into what was on TV. It was fascinating. Yeah, you know? and the same thing happened when I got here. I don't know if it was a combination of the altitude because that's why I came. Oh here. yeah, for sure. Altitude you know, crazy. because yeah. I was trying to fix my alcoholism with weed. I'm like, if I could just stay stoned twenty four seven, I won't have to drink. Where can I do that at Colorado? All right, mm-hmm. so let's. Uh, <laughs> So packed up and I moved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like literally, uh, you know, driving from New Mexico, across Texas and through uh, New Mexico with my U-Haul. So I get here and I start to smoke and I literally like pass out that like I'm like I'm in the kitchen at my friend's house and I'm like, I'm, I'm going down. <laughs> and I uh, I didn't like hit the floor pass out, but it was it was pretty intense. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. The quality yeah. of the weed. And then they've changed the weed too. So now there's like like weed derivative that people smoke with the the blow torches and stuff i oh, mean no, they, that's t- no so yeah, the, in, yeah the yeah anyway anyway we've taken, we've taken a turn short, they've increased the potency the drastically po- and yeah, i think it's, it's become something else and originally if you were to find this in the 1700s it wouldn't have been like that and i think that's yeah. the the advantage or that's when it was a medicine that people use all the time yeah i think it's definitely it helps a lot of different things. When I worked in the dispensary, also there was people that were, you know, coming to Colorado because they had cancer and they had, Mm -hmm. or their child or, you know, their teenager. And, and I mean, of course, then I didn't realize what was going to be happening, but it was just so nice to be able to help them. You know, they would even come back like at the end of the weekend or a couple days later and say, thank you so much. You know, that, My son ate for, you know, all night and snacked and he hasn't eaten like that in, you know, weeks. And yeah, so it's definitely beneficial. I also think that it's very beneficial in getting um, a lot of people that use uh, opiates and, mm-hmm. and things like that. I yeah. saw a lot of a lot of people coming off of those and, and turning to cannabis, which yeah. was amazing because, um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of pills at all. No, and, you know, and harm reduction is one of the strategies that people um, promote and and I'm a fan of, right? So, you know, if you you have to move to something, right, and anything is sort of better than hardcore opiate use, whether it be pills or needles, like that stuff is like just very, very bad for you. And even when you need it, right? So even when you have a legitimate reason to take it, 
it gets people so hooked. I can't tell you how many people I've discussed that, hey, you know, I used to ride motocross or I used to be a skateboarder. I used to do this and then I got injured and then my doctor gave me these pills and now it's three years later and I'm buying, Mm. you know, heroin off the street and I don't have a place to live. And and all they did was get injured, you know, and I, I just... I totally agree. I think cannabis is a much better pain relieving solution than oh, opiates. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah, my sister, my older sister had MS, and they, um, you know, they gave her all these pills, and and eventually she did get addicted to them. Yeah, she actually she yeah. took her life with pills. Mm-hmm. So, um, and she battled with MS, and a lot of you know, definitely um, the pill thing. It, it's I, I hate it. Yeah, it's it's super bad for you. Yeah. Bad news. And then again, it's one of those things where man has taken something that probably was much more effective in its natural form, right? Than making so much money. Up. Yeah, and then they've yeah. And and the same companies are now selling the cure. So mm-hmm. hmm, kind of yeah. interesting. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's a whole nother topic. Yes, well, it yeah, is. That's yeah. it's a whole that's <laughs> yes. a whole nother podcast. <laughs> so 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 yeah so so you're managing you know your symptoms um, using CBD. Is there anything else you've brought into the fold to you know help as far as uh, maintenance goes? I mean, my sister bought this. Um, it, it's like a salve almost, mm-hmm. and um, she bought it. They went to New Mexico. I don't even know what it's called. It's like some salve, and that's probably the only other thing I've really used. Okay. And it's an all natural thing as well um, for for the rashes and stuff. Because uh, the CBD stuff is great, but with um, anything like topical that you're putting on, like with rashes, if it's if they're like scratched or like uh, not like an open wound, but if they're like, you don't really want to put that on with certain CBD lotions and things like that. Um, so really, uh, Oh, and I use coconut oil. I use coconut oil for like everything. I'm a huge <laughs> proponent. Yeah. It's good stuff. I use coconut oil a lot. That's so if I And then I know it's not gonna, I mean, I could eat it. I could brush my teeth with it. So I'm yes. not worried about it. So I'll just use, yeah. I use coconut oil for like everything. Like I always have it in my bag with me and it's in the car. And <laughs> yeah. Cool. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. We, can, we can create like a little club, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know some like really good lotions that you can get at natural grocers. Oh, or, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love natural grocers. Yeah. And then there's also this aloe stuff. You've tried it. Mm-hmm. I got it at the fair for Colfax Marathon. You know, like if you're in the mm-hmm. sign for the marathon, you go and you pick up your packet and you go through this little like uh, maze of vendors and this one guy, he just called me over and I just go check it out. I'm not going to buy this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes, just try it. And I put some on and I was like, I'll take some. And now I, <laughs> I wish I had bought like the full deal because he's like, I'll give you four of these for 120 bucks. And I was like, oh, I don't know. He goes, I'll give you this one and this one for 45. And I'm like, I'll take it. And now I use it all the time because it's just great. It's like, really? Yeah. It's really Ooh. interesting. It's it's Where something completely at? new. Um, we'll I'll get, we'll, you we'll, we'll get, yeah, we'll okay. get you the information. Cool. You know, I, I do have a question though. Have you ever thought about any alternative uh, treatments? And I'm thinking specifically of like Reiki therapy. Have you heard of that? Are I you haven't. With it? No, I haven't. I, I actually just had a friend talking to me about this too. Um She's like, you know, that I wonder. There's got to be some other things, mm-hmm. and and I'm sure there are. I looked at, 
a few things. Not I, I mainly looked at the chemo infusion against the or versus the the chemo pill type stuff when I first started. Yeah. And I just know that this pill, it kills that gene that I have completely. And so that's the one thing that kind of kept me not really looking further because I was so worried about it. But now I keep, I'm like, well, so I was, we actually just talked about it last night, my girl and I. So I was, I was thinking about kind of getting on this weekend and and looking at some stuff, but what is it that you're talking about? Well, so, you know, I, we have a a friend that we work with whose uh, husband also, he had um, uh, cancer and he did the traditional route. Like he didn't, you know, not do any of that, but he also supplemented it with, um, she's a Reiki therapy practitioner. She's mm-hmm. gotten uh, certifications in it. And it's really interesting. So the, the idea is that, you know, we see the body as this, right? But they can actually even measure the electro uh, uh, impulses from your heart up to like 15 feet away. Mm-hmm. So that... You can literally like change the, you can feel it. Like when somebody's energy, mm-hmm. we talk about how oh, somebody's yeah. energy, it's a real thing. And, and how that, that is not just something that we think is real, it's actually existence. So that what is you sort of in an energy level radiates out of your body. Like you hear people talk about auras and things oh, like yeah. that. I'm all about that. Yeah. And so what this is, it was actually developed um, in Japan, and I, th- I want to say like the 1920s is when it sort of started, and it's just a form of energy healing. So, for instance, I just went um, last Friday, and you you sit down, um, you kind of lay, we lay down, and then she does like work with her hands, and you can actually feel it. Like it's very interesting. Like her Ooh. hands will get really hot. And then, like, something was going on w- with my head. Like, it was so interesting because I told her I had my eyes closed and I could just see, like, purple. And it was really interesting. And, you know, this the first time that I went, we Adrian and I both tried it. And it we had a deep sense of relaxation. This time, I was energized. And it was really interesting because, like, I was thinking of memories that I hadn't thought of. I had, like, stuff I had totally forgotten about. And and then certain parts of me felt better, right? Huh. And, um, and there's some stories that like you could look into it where some amazing things have happened. Now, I haven't personally experienced anything that I would classify as like miraculous, but I definitely noticed a difference. See, and it's I definitely would, that, a form of healing. That is interesting. Yeah. And I can... Um, I can give you the, uh, the information to our friend, and then, you know, you should look at it on your own. How do you spell that? I believe you spell Reiki as R-E-I-K-K-I. Okay. We could probably look that up. Um, but I'm not exactly sure. But yeah, it's it's fascinating. And I was just watching a show on it. And this gentleman who is uh, pretty much a polymath, he's like started companies. And he he's directly responsible because it used to be, it cost you like 10 grand to just study to be a Reiki master. And he had made some money, and this is in the 80s, and he made it his mission to lower the cost of what it took to become proficient in Reiki. And he kind of regrets it. Like he talks about it, it's a double-edged sword in the sense that, yes, it's a lot more available now. But you also find a lot more people that are, you know, making money and not really doing anything. Mm -hmm. But he personally, he's like, you know, his mother had cancer, and he was trying to find alternative ways to help. 
And this is what he ended up trying out. And he experienced some amazing things the first time that he did it. And he said it was fascinating because he was never able, like he's not, he's like, people are better at certain things. He's like, I was never able to really help my mother with her cancer, but I was able to help other people uh, with different things. Mm -hmm. And then he was able to, to go and teach it so that it brought the cost down so that other people could learn. Cool. So it's like really, and, and there's other stuff. There's other types of energy healing. We have a friend and I won't talk too much longer, but it's just fascinating because I started talking to her about this and she was like, yeah, I went to this retreat and I had, she had this shoulder pain that would not go away. She went to the doctors. They couldn't, she didn't know what it was. They were going to have to like fuse something and do some surgery. She couldn't like raise her arm up. And she decided to try this and she went and this lady was doing the energy work and was like, there's something you need to let go of. She goes, can I put, <laughs> it's such a funny story. She said, can I put my hands in your mouth? And my friend's like, uh, I guess so. You know, I'm here. Let's go all the way. And so the lady put on gloves, you know, and put your hands in her mouth. And she's like holding her and making weird noises. And then she was like, all of a sudden, even though we were in this small room by ourselves, there was like a pop that sounded like it was really far away. And then she was like, and the pain was gone. That's so crazy. Just I have like a that. friend that just told me that she went to a retreat and she was doing, it was kind of similar and they were doing some kind of exercise type thing. And the lady's like, you need to let go and you need, and, and she did some weird stuff. And she's like, I saw this like dragon come out and it was like this. And she's like, and then after that I was, I was fine. Like whatever I was holding on to from whatever, yeah. like I, I was great. So I think after treatment and when I'm done, I really want to go do something like yeah. cool like that just for myself, you know, yeah. just like find myself, get some time, like, yeah, do something cool like in Costa Rica or somewhere awesome. awesome like that. Yeah. yeah, and you might even try like some the like this Reiki person that's local. Yeah, right? you know, that I'm, could help. You I check would it out. love to look into that. But yeah, I would love to go on one of those retreats. Yeah. I've read some amazing things that happen. I know, me too. Yeah. Okay, so we're all gonna okay. go do that. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you down, Adrian? What's up? I was just listening and I was thinking to myself, do I want to go to a retreat? I've thought about it, different types, not necessarily like that kind of retreat, retreats where you completely like unplug mm -hmm. and they have these activities and yeah. stuff. So, I mean, that's it's, what it, she, that's, that's yeah. what she went, she did that. That's yeah. like what it was for her. They did like all these different things and they were, mm -hmm. but they're just like kind of really out of the norm, which is obviously it's a process and it works however it works, but it definitely worked for her. And yeah. a, a lot of people I've talked to, have, I mean, they're like life changing when they come back. Yeah. Yeah. I read, uh, the first thing I the first time I became interested in it is, are you familiar with Michael Crichton? I think I've heard the name. You Well, so he was really famous in the 90s, but he wrote Jurassic Park, for okay. instance, right? Okay. He wrote Sphere, he wrote Congo, um, Timeline, and all these were very popular books that became movies. And so he, he like took off and he had um, went to Harvard Medical School and actually got a degree in medicine, but never became a medical doctor because he got famous for writing this book called The Andromeda Strain which became like this semi-hit movie in like the like the mid-80s, right? Mm -hmm. So long story short, he moves out to um, California in like the late 80s or mid-80s, and he begins to experiment. This is a guy trained in Harvard Medical School. He's a scientist, you know? And, but he begins to experiment 
with these different like therapies, going to this retreat and energy work and stuff like that. And it really got me fascinated because here's a guy who was just not prone to fanciful thinking. Right? You don't get into Harvard Medical School by telling them, hey, you know, I'm into the la la. You know, no, I mean, it's very serious. And he experienced this with his own, you know, life and then wrote about it in a semi-autobiographical book called Travels. Mm -hmm. And I just became fascinated by it, you know, and it's always just something that I've wanted to check out more because I just think there's more going on here than meets the eye. Oh, I agree. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think when we're faced with these life challenges like cancer or addiction or something where you're just sort of forced to look at your life and like reevaluate, can be the perfect opportunity for growth into new areas. Oh, and, definitely. You know? Yeah. So I, I think that's awesome how positive and how open-minded you are about all this. Thank you. And I think that it's uh, – I hope that there are people, uh, at least one, right, to teach one yes. person who can hear this yes. and gain some strength from it. Yes. That's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you feel – so obviously you've done all these things to really – get to a place where you know you're positive and you know you're maintaining a, a a fulfilled and you know happy life as much as possible right when it comes to like just pushing on and you know really you know st- sticking it out and everything like what what are some of the things you do you know to, to you know to just kind of hang in there or if someone's listening to this right like what would you say has worked for you my best friends have really laughing being around people that you and the thing is is you don't necessarily just want to be around people so it's you know like when I feel like I'm really getting into a a state of mind where it's not eh, I call my friends my best friends and we laugh or I watch something funny or a lot of times I turn I get on YouTube and I uh look up motivating podcasts um that's a huge thing for me, whether it be motivation for, I've watched a lot of addiction um, motivating type podcasts and, and um, anything that's positive or motivating is something I'll click on. And in that moment when I need to keep pushing and I'm kind of given up or just tired, I I have to listen to something that's motivating. Like I have to get myself back up and that's, that's probably the way that I do it. Um, Or sometimes I just take a minute and I pray, you know, I just pray on it. I I do that a lot. I pray on it a lot. And I feel like with that, I I get like, okay, after that, after I'm done praying, then I'm like, okay, now we need to get our life together and keep on going. Right. Yeah, it definitely helps to have something, someone to relinquish yes. you know, some of that too. And mm-hmm. that's what they, you know, some people have a problem with, you know, the 12 steps, the AA community, because they feel like it's so heavy on the God, you know, aspect. But really, I just see it as, you know, they're saying, listen, just pick something, pick the universe, Mother Nature, <clears throat> I don't know, whatever it is you pick, pick something to be able to relinquish, you know. Uh, that control to, you know, because I feel like that's where we get stuck when the, when there's so much pressure, you know, there's all these things going on and you can't control absolutely everything, you know, doing what you did, you know, just take a moment, pray, release. 
I like to go, like, I'll take a drive. Take a drive. Take a drive. And and by the time you get, you know, two miles, you probably have seen somebody or seen a situation that's, it could it could always be worse. It, it could, could be, be worse. a lot worse. That's you know, true. take a drive downtown. Like, and that's another thing that I have to remind myself and I tell myself a lot is it could be worse. And anybody that knows me close knows that that phrase comes out of my mouth a lot, whether regardless the situation. Uh-huh. Um, even for other people, it's it could always be worse. There's just, you know, I, I'm I'm blessed and I'm I'm lucky and that I am able to to be here in the form and and place that I am and um I just it could it can always be worse there's someone going through something a lot worse and sometimes I need to remind myself of that so that it's I, I know that it's it's not as bad as I'm making it seem sometimes you know right so that's kind of my thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's working for you. <laughs> yeah. And you're here and you're doing it. And, I mean, you're not just dealing with, you know, life. I mean, you're a mom, too. I have a lot of respect for moms. Mm, yeah. You know, everything you have to deal with. Man. Yeah, I, I don't know that I could do that. This world is better because and we I have jo- I joined PTA at my daughter's school this year. Nice. <laughs> How's that going? It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I kind of just got into it because I was so sick of being at home and I was like finally starting to feel a little bit better, but I couldn't be, you know, fully committed to like a job yet. And I couldn't, you know, I still have a lot going on. So, um, I started it just kind of in that aspect. And then, and now I've, I've met a, everybody there is great, but there's someone in particular that we connected right away and she's very much an energy person and she's very positive and outgoing. And, and so we connected. And so now I'm, I last PTA meeting, I was like, okay, well, this is a lot, you know, we had to do boo at the school and we had it and I had to get this done and I'm going to go in today. I'm going to tell him that I can't do as much. And then I went in and I left, I think I'm on yearbook committee too. Or something. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm going to school for editing and, and I'm learning that stuff. And they're like, so you can be on the yearbook committee? I'm like, no, no wait, no, 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 no. That's not what I said. I just, <laughs> just send me some stuff and I'll edit a little bit of it. That's all. So it's, um, it, it definitely keeps me busy. <laughs> you know, now that we're talking about your kids, I know you talked about how early on you didn't want them to be exposed to what you were going through. You know, how has that changed now? Have you talked with them? Yes. We have, um, we talk, we talked about it in the beginning when everything was kind of happening and then I was sick and then now we're all, you know, my, we're all under the same roof and, and, uh, when I had to, when they lowered my dose, they decided to up it again, um, not too long ago and I did get sick for a few days. And so that was the first time they had really seen me sick like that. I tried really hard to not show it as much. So I kind of stayed in my own little zone. Um, and then I I broke, I got real emotional and I just started bawling. And then, of course, you know, you can't hide that too much. Um, so I just kind of talked with them a little bit about it and just told them that this is how things happen. And I don't know why sometimes I just cry and um, at moments like that, I, I like to just be alone and get that out of the way because I just don't want to, 
once the energy thing, you know, I'm not trying to, to put that on anybody. And then I'm reminded from them that, you know, we're all in this together and, and it's not that I'm putting anything on anybody that they want to be there for me. And sometimes I kind of shut that out. And I think it's just, um, it's me trying to protect that. But I also now am like, you know, this is how it is. And, and we still push through and, you know, mommy still pushes through. And, and if you're faced with challenges, you have to do the same thing. Like things, you can't just stop and, and give up. You have to, so now that's my goal is to just make sure that they know, um, no matter what, that we just, we do the best we can and we can only do what we can do mm-hmm. and to keep pushing. And if they ever need to talk or anything about it, then, then they will. But now things have just kind of, you know, we just, I just tried to get us back on a routine. Like we were in, you know, every other year for school and things like that. And, you know, sometimes I keep a little bit of the pain and the things I'm going through to, to myself and I don't maybe show it as much, but yeah, I think everybody's there. Everybody's at a place now where it's, it's understood and, and, uh, all the tough part is, is kind of behind us. So now we just kind of go about our daily lives. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) That is great. Only other question I have to ask and you know the good thing is this is recorded so you could totally just be like i don't want to add to that we'll just <laughs> sweep it out right <laughs> but you know where you at now um i know you, you've been doing treatment it hasn't even been a year right so, it hasn't so, so no has there been uh, any progress in, in uh, with your condition so i am so far so good nothing has um shown to there's no new cancer. There's nothing new being seen. Um, I go, I do a CAT scan once every few months. I go for a checkup once every three to four weeks. And with that, I have to do blood work. I do an ultrasound on my heart because this medicine messes with um, the muscles and joints. And then I do an EKG. And then... Let's see, cats or ultrasound on the heart, EKG, blood work. And that's usually all I do at at my checkups. But in the meantime, in between, like I was having some problem with with my right eye um, for a little while, so I have to get I had to get that checked. It messes with your liver and your kidneys, so I'm, I feel like I'm constantly being checked. Mm-hmm. Um, but they say, you know, you're healthy. You just got cancer. which it just blows my mind when they say it like that but um so far so good everything's good so far no nothing new nothing nothing new at the moment and we're gonna keep it that way yeah absolutely you know what you're you're doing a lot of you know things i don't know much about what you're going through but you know just listening to you you know i think that you're doing a really really great job of you know, just finding out how to carry this, you know, and live with it until at some point, which it will, it'll be gone. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and so, you know, I just think you're, you know, incredibly brave. I am so inspired by you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think you're a pretty amazing, you know, person. Thank you. Because I don't know that I'd be, I'd have what it takes to be like you are, you know. Yeah. 
It's it's very inspiring. And I love how you reached out, you know. I mean, we went out there, we talked about 40 people, and, you know, you were one of the ones that was like, hey, I, oh, would, yeah. I would like to. I went to. on Instagram right away. I was like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I need yeah. to get linked up with them. I feel there's a vibe. There's something cool there, and I really like it. And I'm going to go ahead and... And find, find, I'll find you. Okay. <laughs> I'll find you. <laughs> and we're so glad that you did. Oh, yeah. I know. It's, oh, yeah, and, this is great. and I loved, and I thought it was a perfect opportunity because I wanted to n- know more about you. And, and now I do, you know, because, yes. yeah, we wanted to meet anyway. Yeah. And so, you know, this is just part of how we're going to get to know each other. Is there anything you would like to say, you know, kind of in closing? I, I do have a question, though. Okay. If you were, if someone's listening to this and maybe they're just at like, you know, those beginning stages, um, they've heard from their doctor or, you know, something similar to, you know, how you discovered that you had cancer. If someone is in that space, what would you say to them? You know, any, you know, words of wisdom or like what, what kind of, what kind of soothing words can you offer? Oh, man. It's definitely a a tough place to be in the mindset when you find out something like that. I would say talk about it. Talk about it. Definitely don't hold in any emotions or feelings. If you feel like you need to just cry, you need to just cry. You need to let it out. Um, Definitely find somebody to console and talk with um, that you trust because that is one thing that, that helped me, you know, my, uh, my friend, I, he, I talked to him and he dealt with things day in and day out that no one else ever saw. And that was huge for me, you know, to be able to just kind of let it out. I'd say, keep your head up. It definitely gets better. Stay strong. Definitely talk about it. Yeah. Great. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right. So you, there it is. Yeah. There it like is. That's, uh, that's a there really it is. And kick ass. You yeah. got this. Talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that's amazing. You know, that's definitely something that I was very, very impressed about because not, and not everyone, you know, is brave enough to, you know, take that step. Yeah. And I think that it's no mistake that you're trying to get into the media side of things because all of these things, all of this experience, all, all everything that you are and that you've been through is really going to, perhaps this is the opportunity to like, yeah. you know, really use it to help, you know, other people. I, I believe it is. And I'm, yeah. I'm so happy. I'm, I'm where, where I'm at right now. And just the way that things have unfolded have been great. And I mean, obviously not all of it's been great, but still it's put me into, you know, this chair and where I'm at right now. And 2019 was a little rough, but 2020 is going to be like, mic drop. That's right. <laughs> Uh-oh. 2020. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at, I'm at. Boom. <laughs> yeah. yeah man, she's going to mic drop as she steps into 2020. Well, all right then. It's a whole new decade. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know I what? feel this. I agree. I, yeah. hope, I hope I'm around for some of that. Yeah. I think, I think that's going to be the case. I think we're going to... Make a good little yeah. team here. Yeah. yeah, we even had like a whole new show idea, which we won't get into. Yeah, but yeah there's, yeah. there's new stuff on the horizon. It's exciting here it's to teach good. one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Man, so I'm so glad we had this discussion. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I got to know yeah. you a little bit better. This is just the beginning. Um, thanks for sharing your story. You're yes. very, very generous. 
I don't know many people who'd be brave enough to just like you know say, put it all out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's I, very I'm unselfish. Awesome. I am all about it if it can help somebody or anything like that. And if anybody is going through anything or has questions or just needs someone to talk to, um, you can definitely message me at, at my Instagram, Liz Martinez, 3890. Um, I definitely, or you can message these great guys at two teach one.com www.2teach1.com. That's right. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> or you can also reach us at uh, on Facebook or Instagram, Instagram. at T-W-O-T-E-A-C-H-O-N-E. That's the, at to teach one. Yes. Never yeah. hesitate. I am uh, I'm always, always happy to talk to anybody about anything, any questions, if even just a, a sh- shoulder to cry on. I'm there. Right on. Absolutely. Man. Thanks again for coming on. Um, I think we'll take this opportunity opportunity to <laughs> close this out. Yeah. Again, if you would like to reach out to Liz, go ahead and do so at on Instagram, or you can reach us um, at toteachone.com. And yeah, until next time, my name is Adrian. My name is Aaron. And I'm Liz. Have a good one. 